hallelujah praise the lord free hallelujah good morning ladies and gentlemen welcome to another session of knowing jesus knowing jesus is a program where we study the daily devotionals from holiness revival movement my name is Priscilla Kyode again, and I'm your teacher this morning. God bless you for joining us. Before we start, let us just bow down our heads for a word of prayer. Hallelujah. Our dear Heavenly Father, we thank you. We worship you for another time in your presence. We honor you because you are God. There is no one like you, Alpha, Omega, beginning and the end. The mighty God, Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah Nisi, the I am that I am. Ancient of days. Father, we give you praise. We honor you. Thank you, Father, Lord God for this hour as we go into your word lord god we pray that you speak to us you teach us you bless us this morning in jesus name we pray receive all the glory in jesus name we pray amen where shall i be when the great trumpet sounds where shall you be when it sounds so loud when it sounds so loud as to wake up the dead where shall you be when it sounds where shall i be i say where shall i be when the great trumpet sounds where shall i be when it sounds so loud when it sounds so loud as to wake up the dead where shall i be when it sounds oh where shall you be when the great trumpet sounds where shall you be when it sounds so loud when it sounds so loud as to wake up the dead where shall you be when it sounds hallelujah father lord god our earnest desire is to be with you lord god we pray that our heart prayer and our heart expectation will not be cut off that we will be with you when that great trumpet sounds in jesus name we pray amen this morning we are going to be talking about be caught up in the cycle of grace so we are going to be talking more about grace how for us to be caught up in the cycle of grace and our text this morning is second corinthians chapter 12 i'm going to read verses 8 to 10 he said for this thing i besought the lord try that it might depart from me and he said unto me, My grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in my infirmities, that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Paul's writing here, he said, I besought the Lord. If I'm going to take a step backward, and I will read where uh, Paul started talking about this. You know, normally I would have loved to read from the beginning, but I'm going to take a step backwards to verses um, three. Says, and I knew such a man, whether in the body or out of the body, I cannot tell. God know it. How that he was caught up in the para up into paradise and heard unspeakable words, which it is not lawful for a man to utter. Of such an one will I glory, yet of myself I will not glory, but in my infirmities. For though I will desire to glory, I shall not be a fool, for I will say the truth. But now I forbear, lest any man should think of me above that which he said me to be, or that he heareth of me, and lest I should be exalted above measure through the abundance of the revelations. 
there was given to me a tone in the flesh the messenger of satan to buffet me lest i should be exalted above measure for these things i besought the lord thrice that it might depart from it so we see paul here accounting about the man that he said was taken to the third heaven and how he heard and saw unspeakable things it's paul said that he had abundance of vision of revelation so while paul was here living and was going from place preaching to the uh, to the gospel his relationship with god had grown so much that god had said he was taking him to heaven so many times god took paul to heaven countless times you understand and, and i still wonder why some people doubt revelation there is genuine revelation there is false revelation but god is still taking people to heaven god is still taking people to show them hell god is still doing those things to cause man to repent to cause man to know that there is indeed another life out of outside of this world there is another life that it's not does not only end in death the bible says after death comes judgment paul spoke about this man how he was having multitude of revelation he said because of these a messenger of a son in the flesh the messenger of satan was buffeting him and because of this he sought the lord say lest i be exalted so that you will not see me above what i am i am still a man i am still a tool i'm still an ordinary vessel there's no man on this earth that has transcended the level and now he has not because while you're on earth you have not become an angel or while you're on earth you are now become something else you are still a man as long as you are breathing hair God might be giving you multitude of revelation, multitude of, of visions, but you are still a man. And you should not put yourself in any kind of position whereby other men will begin to worship you. Other men will begin to bow to you as if you are God himself. And that's what we see in the churches today. We see a lot of the, the, the big pastors, GOs and GS and all the big, big pastors, all the, the, the presidents and founders of ministry. They have not put themselves in positions whereby they, the people are now even worshipping them. People have now forgotten that this is a only a man. He will die. He's the same as you. He's going to stand in judgment as you, you and I will stand in judgment. He's still a man. So he said, Paul said, lest you see me more than what I am. Lest you see me more than what I am. Or unless me myself. So it is a double measure to protect me myself from exalting myself and carrying myself. Hey, I am the great man of God. I have more even revelations than even Peter, the, 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 the rock or whatsoever. So that me myself, I will be humble. And so that you people will not see me more. It's a messenger of Satan was given to buffet me. He said, for this I sought the Lord thrice. And the Lord said, my grace is sufficient for thee. My grace. We are going to stop there. In Psalm chapter 23. Uh, in Isaiah, before we talk about Psalm, let's talk about Isaiah. In Isaiah 65. I'm going to read Isaiah 65 verses 24. That is our key verse for today. Let's hold on to the fact that my grace is sufficient for thee. In Isaiah 65, verses 14. Isaiah 65, verses 14. Oh, Maybe I should have opened it down. Um, verses 14, I read. I think it's the next page. It says, Behold, my servant shall... See. No, this is Isaiah 65, verses 24. He says, and it shall come to pass that before they call, I will answer. 
and while they are yet speaking i will hear this is the lord's voice before they call i will answer while they are yet speaking i will hear we are talking about the grace of god the title again be caught up in the cycle of grace what is grace because we hear this so many times in the churches everybody gives uses grace as a leeway to sin everybody uses grace as a leeway to doing their own will with the word of god's grace has covered it all god jesus christ has done it all the grace of god and it's covered it all so you know you know everything is god's grace you know you don't want you don't want any responsibility of of living a holy life you don't want the responsibility of watching and praying you, you put it all down to oh, god's grace is able god's grace is sufficient god's grace you know and you use this word that paul says when the lord spoke to him that my grace is sufficient you know i have grace here as unmerited favor unmerited favor i have other definition somebody uh, we keep it actually is from somebody would have defined this divine influence which operates in humans to regenerate and sanctify to inspire virtues, impulses, and to impart strength, to endure trial, to resist temptation. So he's talking about a divine influence that enables a man to be able to resist temptation, to endure trials, to impart strength, to, you know, uh, to inspire virtues. We're talking about the grace of God. Let me the grace of God be with you. We're talking about God's but grace of God. We talk about the grace of God be with you. We talk about the mercy of God, the benevolence of God, the love of God, the goodness of God. The goodness of God, we talk about the, me, the grace of God, refer to the goodness of God, the mercies, the benevolence, the love, all that comes with having God behind you. The Bible says that if God be for you, nobody can be against you. Because with God be for you, God's love is with you. God's protection, God's uh, enablement is with you. You understand? God's power to, dis- to deliver is with you. So the grace of God, refers to the mercies the benevolence the love the power you know the impute the enablement of god upon your life grace of god is god choosing to bless you rather to curse you god choosing to bless you rather to curse you as a result of the sin you know so i say grace of god is part of god's character his benevolence his love his mercy god's favor towards unworthy or people towards those of us that are unworthy we are not worthy of god's because of what and god forgiveness he is decides to forgive us and to draw us it's god's grace that causes him to forgive so god us and to draw us so we like god's favor towards us that's unmerited is god's grace god's blessings god's favor bless god's benevolence is god's grace when we pray for god's grace we pray for that divine power but as this one said, the divine empower to come upon us, the God is the Holy Spirit, for the divine strength, the divine enablement. You know, so many times we cannot do, we don't know how to, we don't know how, we don't know how to do this. It's, it's, it's not within our power to be able to to stay away from, to resist sin, to resist temptation, to live above this those things. But God's grace and God's enablement, we are praying for God's grace, God's, God's enablement, God the inward power. To, to be able to live in life 
that is free of sin. So where, what is the origin of grace? Where does grace come from? You say, okay, God's grace is God's uh, uh, um, um, favor towards those of us that are unworthy, towards us, human beings that are unworthy, God's mercies, God's benevolence. Where is this origin? Where did it start from? In John chapter 1, verse 17. In John 1, 17, and what led to it? The book of John, chapter 1. The book of John, the Bible tells us from that in the beginning of the that God was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. So it goes on to say that the same was in the beginning, all things were made by him, and without him was not anything made. And when we go down to we are talking about the origin of grace now to St. John, I cannot read all of them, but I'd love to read it. He said, verse 4, verse 2, said, But as many as receive him, to them gave he the power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe when he said. So anyone that receives him gets an inward power, an inward boost. The Holy Spirit comes upon them and empowers them. And that is that power that enables them to begin to say no to sin. That those things that they used to do, they don't do them anymore. They don't find them pleasurable. It is now irritating. It is now disgusting to them because the Holy Spirit comes upon them. The Bible says, as many as receive him, to them gave you the power. That power, the power of the Holy Ghost, the power that comes with the infilling of the Holy Ghost. In John chapter 1 verse 17, it says, For the law was given by Moses, but the grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. So the origin of grace is by Jesus Christ. Before Jesus Christ came, there was no grace. I will wear out uh, for evangelism on, on Saturday now. And I was kind of towards the end. I was kind of caught up in some 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 Muslims that was was talking to me. I just I don't know why I decided to look. Let me have a bit of discussion with them. And then they were all talking about why do we need someone to come and die for us? We just continue to live a life. We we know that there is God. We obey God and we will do His will. And we continue. I said I said that that is all about works. When Jesus Christ came, all those things you are still living in the old. When Jesus Christ came, all those things were done away with. Jesus Christ now is uh, uh, the mediator between us and God. Jesus Christ said, as many now as believe me, all you need to do is to believe God and God gives you this power to be able to live above sin. I'm not saying that you're going to be perfect. God wants us to be perfect. We are going to continue to walk towards perfection. But you have this enablement. So if you refuse Jesus Christ, that means you want to walk based on your own works, based on, oh, I want to give as many uh, charity. I want to give as many food. I want you are, you are now basing your, you want to base your righteousness on your works. It is no more by your works now. It is now by Jesus Christ. Once you receive him, you are now have the power to become the sons of God. You have the grace of God now, now manifested and evidence in your life because the grace of God is God's gift to you and I. The grace of God, God's love, God's mercies, God's benevolence, it's a gift to us. We didn't deserve it. We were sinners. Our works, the Bible says, all our works are filthy rags. But grace of God is God's gift. So the grace of God came by Jesus Christ. When Jesus Christ came, when he died on the cross, he said, it is finished. The Bible says the, the veil was rent and we now have access. Hebrews chapter 4 verse 16 said that the Bible, we have access into the throne of God by his grace, by God's grace. What is So why do we need grace? In Psalm 51, verse 5. Psalm 51, verse 5. Okay, God, grace of God is God's gift. It came through Jesus Christ. It's God's love, God's benevolence, 
God's gifts towards us is you know is for us to receive. God is, is just there. All we need to do is to take it. If you refuse it, you are walking in works and you know and you are on the pathway to hell because your works cannot save you. It is only by believing on the Lord Jesus Christ. It is only by accepting the work that He did in Philip in Psalm fifty one verse five. Paul. Um, this was a psalm by David. He said, Behold, I was shaping iniquity, and in sin did my mother conceive me. Oh, because we need it, because every man was shaping in iniquity. You and I was born in sin. In Romans chapter 3, verse 23, talks about that for all. That for, let's go to Romans 23, verse 23. Romans chapter 3. A lot of us know Romans 3, verse, um, verse 23. Now, sorry, this uh, this morning, Romans three twenty three is very very simple. It says, "For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God." So why do we need grace? We were shaping iniquity. All have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. In First John chapter one, it says, that "If we say we have not sinned, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us." Every man that says, Oh no, I'm not a sinner, I don't do anything, I don't lie, I don't steal. I, you know, first John chapter one verse. I say, If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. So, why do we need this grace? We, are, we need this grace because we are shaping in iniquity. We have all sinned against God, we are sinners. And the Bible goes on to say in verse 9, if we confess our sin. He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all our unrighteousness. So now if we come to him and accept the gift of God that God has given unto us, the gift of God, God's grace, God's mercy, God's love, God's uh, 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 blessings upon our lives, the gift of our Lord Jesus Christ, and accept him into our heart and we confess our sin, he is ready to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from unrighteousness. So what is God's plan for you and I? God's plan is for us to come to know Him. God's plan is for you and I to come to know Him, is to come into a relationship with Him, to have a relationship with Him, so that at the end, we will be with Him forever. God's plan for you and I, that expected end that we all talk about, you know, is so that we can be with Him forever, so that we can come into a relationship with Him, we can get to know Him, we can get to familiarize, we can, we can come directly to his presence to fellowship to talk to him to discuss to tell him our problems to listen to his guidance is for us to be with him eternally and that was why god gave this gift because someone's okay so why did god have to give jesus christ to die for yourself and they're still asking and asking god's plan is for you to be with him. but with sin in your life you cannot be with him with iniquity in your life you cannot be with him so the gift of god to get you out of that is for you to accept the lord jesus christ as your lord and personal savior let us read ephesians chapter 2 verses 8 ephesians chapter 2 verses 8 says for by grace are we saved through faith and that not of ourselves it is the gift of god like i've been saying grace of god is a gift of god the gift of his mercy the gift of his benevolence his love towards us the gift that was manifested when he sent his only begotten son the gift he said for god so loved the world that he gave jesus christ was a gift to humanity so that all you need to do is to accept him you should stop trying 
to 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 uh, do it by your works or by how many charity you give or by how many hello goodness you do no those things are good and they are rewardable and they will be rewarded by god but the first place is for you to accept the gift of god that god has given to you praise the lord to accept the gift of god if somebody if you're going to come into someone and somebody says that all you need to do you understand is to you know let me see is to come in through the door and say hello then once you come in through the door and say hello then you are you know you are being admitted and i will welcome you into my house if someone tells you that is the condition for you to come into my house come in through the door knock on my door and say hello then i will say oh you open the door and i'll say welcome and you're coming you come into my house why would you want to keep wanting to go through the window so oh, before you built the door we have been going through the window we've been going through the window so i want to still keep on going through the window the bible says anyone that comes through the window is an hireling is a thief why do you want to keep going through the window? They, they, they go, the person has said, for you to be accepted into this house is for you to come through the door, knock on the door, and I will open for you and I will come into you. Why would you want to want to go through the the, 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 the window? Or if there is a back door, so I want to go through the back door. That's how we have been coming in before. But the owner of the house has told you, don't come through the back door anymore. Don't come through the window anymore. I have now gotten you, I have built a proper door come through this door why do you want to keep on to the old one and that is what a lot of people do uh, muslims that's what a lot of some christians they they, they, they they do they want to keep on going the true the, the, the old the law and all of that the bible says the grace of god is a gift of god we are saved by grace not of ourselves it is not our own power the gift of ourselves if we go to verse 9 say not of works lest any man should boast so that's what I was saying, not of works, lest any man for, to boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God had before ordained that we should walk in them. So we are God's workmanship. We have been created unto good works. And God has planned for this from time. Praise the Lord. And then if you, if you go on reading that Ephesians, you talk to what Paul was talking about. You were or circumcised by which you were consecrated, you know, but you have now come to Christ and now with Christ and now you are now the wall is now broken in verse 44. For is our peace who had made both one and had broken down the middle wall of partition between us. Between who? Between Jews and Greeks and Gentiles, between everybody. Now we now have one faith, one Lord, one hope, you know, our Lord Jesus, one God. So God's plan is for us to spend eternity with him, for us to, to have a relationship with him. And that relationship is fulfilled when you come through the door, when you accept the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and personal Savior. Nothing, when you don't need anything, like I said, it's a gift. The Bible says it's a gift. You don't need to do anything. You don't need to climb the mountain to receive this gift. All you need to do is to simply believe in your heart and accept him with your accept him in your heart believe in your heart and confess him with your mouth and accept the lord jesus christ into your heart jesus christ says in revelation chapter one that behold i stand at the door and i knock and anyone that opens i will come in and i will stop with him and i will be his god he will be my people you know god that is god's plan that is the grace of god that is what differentiates Christianity from Islam or from most religions. They all believe that it is by their works. But Christianity says, no, it's by grace. All you need to do is to accept the Lord Jesus Christ. That is what the Bible tells us. To come into the fold, to come in to 
uh, in the fold. Now, grace does not mean now that now, oh, if Christ has done it for us, God says it's not by our works that we have now. All we need to do is to accept Him. Does that not mean that we can do anything? That doesn't matter. We've already accepted Him. So anything we do does not matter because the Bible says it's not really our works. Whether we decide to give, whether we decide not to give, there are some things that are still expected. The way you come into God's, there's, there's the character of God that you become evidence in you. The character of God is a character of love. The character of God is a character of giving. The character of God is a character of tenderness, of compassion, of kindness. So those are things, those are the, those are the, the fruits that should be exhibited in your life. The Bible tells about, about the, the fruits of the spirit, love, joy, peace, long suffering in, in, in Galatians chapter 5 from verse 21. So those characters should be exhibited in your life. So the fact that you have come, you have come, and they said it's not by works, it's now by, by the gift, it's a gift of God, it's God has already it is a gift given to you. You don't need, need to do anything. Does not mean that you go and ask us doing the sins that in Galatians chapter 5 of 19 talk about. Paul speaking to the Galatians, he said he, he actually addressed this point in there. The fact that you have the gift of God, uh, God's grace does not mean that you can continue. See, now the works of the flesh are manifest. So when you come into God's fold, the works of the flesh will be killed. Because I told you from the beginning, you have not been given power. You have not been given an enablement, an internal free influence has come in upon you. That's the Holy Spirit, the presence of the Holy Spirit in your life. That gives you the enablement to say no to sin. To You will not want to do those things. So that the works of the flesh are manifest, which are this, adultery, fornication, uncleanness, classiviousness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulations, wrath, strife, sedition, heresies, envy, mothers, drunkenness, revelation. Those are things that will not be seen in your life anymore once you give your life to Christ. Because the Holy Spirit comes into, into you and enables you to begin to hate those things. You will not want to do those things. Are the things of the works of the flesh when you give your life to Christ, you are renewed. The Bible says you are now renewed, you are transformed, you are a new person, you now have a new spirit. The Lord gives you a new spirit, He gives you, and you are, you are your spirit is new, new, renewed. In, in Romans 12, verse 2, he said that be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. Your mind is renewed, your thoughts process is renewed. Be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. You have to, your mind is renewed, you are now a new man. So the works of the flesh should not be in your life anymore. So the fact that it is grace, grace is a gift, it is not your works. But when you receive it, you have an enablement, you have the power now to live as sons of God, to live without sin. And the fruit of the Spirit should now be evidenced in your life. So those old things should be done away and the new things of love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance should now be manifested in your life because you are now a new man. And for those that say, oh, because of the grace, they want to continue sin. Those ones, they, 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 it's fake. Because when you genuinely give your life to Christ, the power of God comes upon you to say no. Of course, there's some things you might still struggle with. That's when we talk about sanctification. Or you, you ask God for sanctification. And God, the, the Lord Jesus Christ was saying, sanctify them through thy word. By reading God's word, you, are, you, 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 you get sanctified. But for you to say, oh, because it's not by my works, what, what, why should I? Does it matter? That's what that's what uh, Romans chapter uh, Romans uh, chapter six took take care of. That shall we continue in sin that that grace may abound because you say it's not by your works anymore. So I can do no no. How shall you that are dead to sin live any longer? You are a new man. You are transformed. You are a changed man because of God's grace, God's gift, God's love, God's mercies, God's benevolence for you and I. Let us begin to pray this morning. Say, Lord God, help me not to miss it.
help me not to take your grace for granted father lord god this morning i come to you before this morning we come to you father have mercy upon any one of us that we have taken your grace for granted that we have taken your grace to in granted to continue to sing to continue to do things that are not glory that does not glorify you, to continue to engage in practices that do does not honor you, that does not show the life that we proclaim that we have. As a Christian, the Bible says that love, joy, peace, the fruit of the spirit should be exhibited in our life, not the not the works of flesh. Father, Lord God, we pray for everyone, oh God, that is still entangled in the yokes of bondage, that you deliver them this morning and break every chain, every yoke of bondage over their life. This morning. Morning in the mighty name of Jesus, Father Lord God, we pray, oh God, for everyone. I pray for everyone listening to me this morning, Father Lord God, through Facebook, YouTube, oh God, through Spotify, through Anchor, any platform, Father Lord God. I pray for your grace to deliver them from sin, any power, every power of sin working in their life to keep them down, to keep them perpetually, oh God, oh God, breaking your word, Father Lord God, deliver them this morning in Jesus' name, break the yoke of sin and chains over their life and deliver them by your power from sin in Jesus name I pray Lord God the Bible talks about that you have given us by grace we are saved not of our, of our works not of ourselves that we should boast but it is your gift Father Lord God we pray that this gift oh God will be gift that we will treasure gift oh God that we will we will, we will learn to treasure to walk with you to know you to get to know you to know you in the power of your resurrection and in the fellowship of your suffering that our eyes be enlightened that we might know the hope of your calling and the riches of your glory oh father lord god we pray oh god for this to come upon us in the mighty name of jesus we pray for the enablement to to resist temptation to say no to sin to say no to lies to say no to fraudulent practices to say no to sexual immorality to say no to these things oh god that troubles our heart that and keeps us down. Father, Lord God, to say no to prayerlessness, we must know now to pray. Lord, enable us to pray. Grant us the grace, the enablement to be able to be prayer warriors. Grant us the grace and the enablement to go to study your word, to, to, Father, to, to show ourselves approved, a workman that needs not to be ashamed. Father, grant us the grace, oh God, not to forsake the assembly of the saints. Oh God, Father, Lord, to, go to come and to gather with other saints to hear your word and to, to grow by it. Lord God, the grace, oh God to live a life that is pleasing unto you. Grant unto me this morning. Grant unto my children. Grant unto my husband. Grant unto my viewers. Grant unto my listeners, my family, my mom, every one of my siblings and my friends. Oh God, grant also to the enablement to God to live a life that is worthy of you. If there is a man or the woman out there that is not born again, Lord God, I pray, oh God, that this medium that you will touch their hearts, oh God, to, to, to genuinely surrender their life, to confess their sin and to do away with all wickedness and to turn away from sin, turn away from the works of the flesh unto oh god the spiritual in the mighty name of jesus lord receive all the glory this morning in jesus name we pray amen thank you jesus hallelujah god bless you so much for joining me today to to study the word of god and we will continue tomorrow by 8 a.m god bless you so much we started a bit late today um god bless you have a wonderful day we'll just share the grace quickly um i still want to remind you that we're starting our Million Souls for Christ praying program on the 29th, 30th, and 31st. I think that is on, on Thursday. Today is the 26th, 27th, 27th. 
I think Christmas 27, 28, 29, 30. So it started on Friday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Uh, please join me by 6.30 a.m. to pray. And I said after that, we are going to be doing a seven weeks prayer on Sunday mornings by 6.30. We are going to be praying for different needs of people that are out there. God will have mercy and will help us. Help us to overcome every trial that we face in Jesus' name. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the sweet fellowship of the Holy Spirit abide with us now and forevermore. Amen. Have a wonderful day. Bye.